The Rams should absolutely consider trading for this former top pick. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor and subscribe to Locked On Rams YouTube channel. We read all of your comments. We include them on shows. If you have any questions about your Los Angeles Rams you want to see featured on this week's mailbag episode, definitely drop those. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. SI Dodgers Nation 24-7 sports. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He just finished his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams. Of course, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. Who will be the back backup quarterback for the Rams next season? Can they bring back Carson Wentz? Should they consider trading for this former top pick? We're going to get into that. But first, this episode of Locked Our Rams is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Travis, got a lot to get into. But first, Super Bowl week. Tickets are crazy. The cheapest <laughs> price, you're almost at $9,000 for getting the top one, $2 million if you want to get a box. For that price, $2 million, I better be calling plays. I better be calling plays. I better have Tupac flying in from Cuba to perform at halftime for that price, Travis. Yeah, look, the Super Bowl is awesome. I, I've been spoiled in my life. I've gotten to go to a handful of Super Bowls in person, and it is fun. You will have more fun at your house. I guarantee you it is a much better ride on the road than it is in person. If your team's there, totally different situation. If your team is there, you got to find a way to get there. But just to have the party, your living room is the place to be. Trust me on that. Yeah. Hey, man. Can't beat it, right? <laughs> Cannot beat it. Now, Travis, we continue to lose coaches. I mean, the rate yeah. is currently on, and the Rams lose three more coaches. We're going to get this one really quick. The Rams lose their offensive assistant, Nick Jones. He's now the Falcons' assistant offensive line coach. This one made... The most sense because he's, of course, stuck behind Ryan Wendell. There's not really a lot of opportunities for him to get promoted into the role that he wants, especially for this team. Then they lose Rams offensive assistant, K.J. Black. He's now the Falcons offensive assistant. They also lose Rams offensive analysis, Tim Berbenick. He's the Falcons pass game specialist, game management coordinator. So this is more of the same. We're used to at this point where he Morris has been raiding the Rams in. Look, some of these guys, like I said, not going to have those opportunities to have that jump within the Rams. So it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. And it, it, like you said, it's more of the same, right? But it's a lot more of the same. It feels like this purge, purge is the wrong word because that sounds bad. This exodus because of the success um, is feels a little bit above and beyond some things that we've seen along the way. And while well, we've talked about Sean McVay being able to restock his coaching talent pool 
uh, as well as anybody. There is something to be said about continuity. There is something to be said about institutional knowledge. And when you're swapping out this many guys, that could be, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a big problem, but it could be something to keep your eye on when you have so many new guys that you have to, you know, re-educate in the way that you go about doing things. Now, the good news is the guy at the very top of the chain is still the same. So Sean McVay is, is obviously the one that has created this culture, continues to build this culture, and it's worked incredibly well. But not only do you have to get players to buy into that, but you're going to have to get your staff to buy in and understand what it is as well. And one or two guys, sure, three or four, okay, fine. But we're looking at, you know, a couple of handfuls of guys that have left and that means a couple of handfuls of guys are coming in and to re-educate them and to re-indoctrinate them into the way of the Rams, that might take a little time. Yeah, and Travis, absolutely. They have lost a litany of coaches this offseason, which is very interesting because a couple of weeks ago, all Sean McVay was saying was continuity and keeping right. the staff together. But still, I mean, this was inevitable with Raheem Morris. It was only a matter of time before he was going to get his opportunity. But if we just use the hiring of Chris Shula as a new defensive coordinator as a measure of what he's going to do. I feel like this is another way of Sean McVay re-energizing himself, getting an opportunity to handpick. I mean, how awesome is that for a head coach to essentially just handpick these guys. You know that anything that he wants, the organization is going to approve of when it comes to filling his staff. And I think, look, I learned that Chris Shula lived with Sean McVay back in 2017. <laughs> they weren't best friends. They lived together in his mansion. Okay. So this tells me he's probably going to go find some other guys. That he's really cool. It's a Philly's positions, right? Yeah. Look, look that you hire guys that you know, that you trust, that you admire, that you understand that they understand what it is that you're trying to get done. So I, I look, if there was one person that I'm comfortable with in filling these jobs, it's Sean McVay. This is something that he's done done over and over again. This is a roster that's going to have a lot of turnover. So this is, you know, we talked about McVay last year kind of getting re-energized as far as with a new group. It, it's the same thing, only not only is it going to be with the players, but it's going to be with the, the coaching staff as well, where you're going to have not one or two, but you're going to have, you know, a couple of handfuls of new faces in there and making sure that they are executing what you want to get done each and every week, each and every game, each and every month. And they go, you know, the way that Sean McVay breaks these things down in the quarters of the season, it's going to be really fascinating to see. It's going to be there, there's a ton of turnover, and this is the price of being successful, right? I would imagine by the time that the Niners and everybody, the Chiefs, that this is what happens when you win a bunch of games. Guys want to come and hire your coaches. Yeah, 100%. Look, the Rams are lost six coaches this offseason. Hopefully the purge and not really the purge, basically the poaching is right. over at this point and they're going to have some choices to make. And I think the big question is, do you kind of go within? Do you go with guys that match your philosophies or do you go out there and kind of think outside the box? I mean, Byron left is right? the guy that's available, right? There's been yeah. rumors that Dan Orlovsky, Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, those guys that Get come that. out of TV are a bit of a mixed bag. I, I, I don't know. I, I like guys that have been in the coaching game for a long time. I think they just kind of have a, a better feel for it. And, and I think it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Where you get some new blood and you want somebody that will challenge you, that might make you see something slightly differently than you become accustomed to. But at the same time, you want somebody that understands at least philosophically from, you know, the 30,000 foot point of view, what it is you're trying to get done. But, you know, new blood, new faces, new voices are always good. 
Yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, he's someone I think he could be an excellent quarterback coach as long as he doesn't step out of bounds, right? As long as he <laughs> is able to help these guys out. He's a great voice, great personality. Look, and sure. look at the Falcons, too. It's a copycat league, right? It's a copycat league. You see the success the Rams had this season. What would you have rather had? The Rams struggle all season, not make the playoffs, right? And all these guys remain, or these guys get hired because the Rams overachieve and have a great year. I mean, Eric Henderson definitely still hurts, but I'm very excited. I don't know, just the Chris Shula hire, it really kind of has me thinking, okay, Sean McVay is still so into this and so excited about the 2024 season. I, I, I think that's it. And I think that the juice that he's going to get from not only a new crop of players, which happens every year, sometimes you're a little older, sometimes you're a little younger, but you know, 15, 20 guys in your roster are going to turn over quite a bit, but now you have a lot of new blood in that coaching room. I think that's very good for Sean McVay. I think it's very good for the Rams to have that new energy. I think Chris Shula should move back in too. I'm sure his house is bigger. <laughs> I would imagine, imagine he could live in the house. They'd never even see each other. I think it's a pretty big place. I think they're all right. No, exactly. Different zip codes, right? For sure. But coming up next here on Lockdown Rams, we're talking about the big questions this offseason. Who will be the Rams' backup quarterback in 2024? Could they bring back Carson Wentz? That's coming up next here on Lockdown Rams. All right, so you know what I did yesterday, DMAC? I took out my phone and I ordered my DoorDash, right? This is the very best way to do a Sunday morning. And, of course, we know what's coming up next Sunday. we got that big game coming up. So what are you waiting for? Put that DoorDash app on your phone. Enter the code LOCKED23, and you can get up to 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download that DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Me, I went local place. There's this place called Ted's Place near me. They got great pastrami sandwiches, did a little fries, pastrami sandwiches, and a Coke. It was a great way to do it. So when you're getting ready for the game, whatever it is that you want, DoorDash can get you covered, right? The game goes to timeout. You forgot something. You just want something that you didn't have there. DoorDash up to 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on that first order. But you got to download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Put that DoorDash app on your phone. Also, passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors, they have got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. So with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. 
And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You've got Locked On Chargers, Locked On Lakers, Locked On Dodgers. And it's going to be an exciting year for Dodger baseball. So definitely go check those guys out. But uh, coming up here in our next segment, Travis, Carson Wentz. Yeah. It was a full circle moment. He comes back to L.A., a team that he could have ended up on back in 2016, but this time as a backup and he performed well in his one opportunity. You saw he was dynamic on the ground, helped lead that Rams team to a win on the road against the 49ers. Of course, they were playing a bunch of their backups, but still, sure. he looked apart. He looked like he's a guy that's fully capable to go out there and win games at the NFL level if Matthew Stafford isn't able to go for whatever reason. Well, I think we've entered the era, if we haven't always been in the era, of you're going to need two quarterbacks to get through a season. And if you want to have the best season possible, you can't punt on that position. That can't be a position where you decide to save a few bucks. It can't be a position where you decide to go with somebody that's super inexperienced or just not of NFL quality. It's going to happen. Even the very best guys miss a game here or there. You know, if in a perfect world, your guy plays all 17 games, but in the more realistic world, you're hoping you get 14 or 15. That means that you're going to have a couple where you got to have that second guy. That second guy needs to give yourself, you needs to give your team a chance to win. Carson Wentz does that. Is he the the MVP candidate he was early in his career? No. Is he going to get an opportunity somewhere else? He might, and then maybe you're priced out of it. But if there is not a starting job for him, I think the Rams really need to consider bringing him back because he can play with his legs. He can certainly pass. He seemed like he passed the culture test, right? That there was some smoke coming off of Carson Wentz when he was in Philadelphia, when he was in Indianapolis, when he was in Washington, kind of the, hey, I don't know if this guy's a great teammate smoke. Well, it hasn't really come back in L.A. Why not roll it again? I don't know if you're going to find a a second better quarterback than what you have right now in Carson Wentz. Now, if you're going to use that draft pick to draft your future quarterback, then maybe that changes the the calculus of it a little bit. But I would love to see Carson Wentz come back uh, as a member of the Rams organization at the right price. You can't break the bank there, obviously, but we've seen what it looks like when there's a Wolford or a Perkins or a – uh, a ripping and that just simply isn't good enough. You're going to need somebody to win some games. If your number one guy isn't there. Absolutely. And that's really what it comes down to is one. We saw what he was capable of. And yes, it was a very small sample size, but he looked like a different quarterback that wasn't out there trying to force his way to be a starting quarterback. He looked like he just wanted to be the best quarterback he could be on that day. And we've seen this last couple of years that the Rams just haven't figured out that position, whether it be Wolf or whether it be Perkins, whether it be Stetson Bennett, you just haven't had that guy. And I think they realize at this point, you do need to invest in that position, right? Yes. You need to, Go out there, like you said, have two guys, especially when you have a Matthew Stafford who, as great as he looks, as talented as he is, probably going to miss a couple games every year for whatever reason. He's not getting any younger, right, closer to 40 than he is to 30. So to have that insurance policy 
that for a guy that can help you win is big time. I mean, it's like having that really good insurance state farm with the premiums <laughs> and that versus like having the car insurance where you're just going to wrap your car in bubble wrap and hope that it works out. I mean, how many people have ever said with car insurance, good news. I have the cheapest insurance I could find. No one says that, right? It was Brett Rippon. They got the cheapest insurance. They can find. They got the liability insurance, right? right. We need the Apple care. Yeah, Apple Care, right? You don't want to pay for it, but you need to. And I think that with Carson Wentz, you absolutely have that. Look, this is, and, and I'll go back. The everydayers have heard me tell this story before, but I want to tell it again. Let's go back two years uh, to the season that was kind of lost after the Super Bowl, the 5-12 and 12 season. Matthew Stafford gets hurt. John Wolford comes in. You're like, nah, this ain't it. Then they go to Bryce Perkins. You're like, this looks actually worse than the other one. They kind of throw a Hail Mary and bring in Baker Mayfield. And after two passes on Thursday night against the Raiders, you're like, oh, that's right. That's what an NFL quarterback looks like. That's what an NFL arm looks like. And I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, but he's an NFL caliber quarterback. Carson Wentz is an NFL caliber quarterback. You need somebody that can play the position at the pro level. Does it have to be an A? No, but it can't be an F either. And Wentz certainly creates, or I should say, kind of meets that threshold of being an NFL quarterback. That's what you need. And if it's not him, you need to find one like him because this idea of, ah, we'll just figure it out. We'll get him up to speed. They haven't been able to do that the last couple of years with those non-NFL caliber guys. Also, too, Travis, he just turned 31 back in December. Yeah. So I think there is a world, I'm not saying it's likely, but if you look at the added benefits of having him in your system, it is definitely an audition for the future. Could he be a stopgap? Could he be someone that if something does happen to Matthew Stafford, he does decide to retire after a Super Bowl win right after That's the sunset, point. something like that, you have that as a possibility. And for me, Going back and looking at those highlights, 16 rushes for 57 yards, and that's excluding the kneel down at the end. Right. The most by a Rams quarterback since 1950. So I think that <laughs> Sean McVay could, you see that, and I always kind of wondered, what would Sean McVay's offense look like with a mobile quarterback, and he brings that dynamic. The question is, though, Travis, Baker Mayfield signed for everything. It was $4 million around that for the Bucks on a bet-on-yourself deal. He parlayed that into a Pro Bowl season. Although he played well yesterday in the Pro Bowl. Great game. I recommend go back and watching that. Probably see on ESPN Classic later today. But, sure. I mean, what's the market going to be for Carson Wentz? Is that, I think, the big question. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, if look, if, if he gets a starting job, then you're not going to be able to keep him. It's as simple as that. Those, there's only 32 of those gigs. They pay really well. If an opportunity presents itself, he's going to jump on it. But I, I want to go back to something you said that I think is a great point. Not necessarily if... Stafford decides to retire at any point or at the end of the season and he could be your your bridge. That that's fine. That's interesting too. But what if we're talking about something a little bit more significant than missing a game or two? What if you're talking about missing a month or two? What if you're talking about an injury that happens in week four? Now Stafford's coming back, but maybe he's not back until week 10, 11, or 12. And you got to play a couple of months with a guy. That's where having a player like this could really benefit. Because if you've got to play, I don't know, let's call it six games with your backup, and you can win four of those or even three of those before you throw your guy back in there, that's a huge win. That's what you're looking for from that backup position. That's something that Wentz could do. And that's something that that next tier of guys down, I don't know if they could. That if you had to play six games with a Perkins or a Wolford or a Rippon, what are you winning? One, maybe? two tops to be able to get that extra win or two in a window like that could be the difference between being at home, being the difference between being in the playoffs or not being in the playoffs. And that's one of the ways that I think you need to look at it. 
And that's a great point. I mean, having Brett Rippon in week nine, it didn't ultimately come back to bite him. They still made no. the playoffs, but still looking back, that could have been catastrophic for a season where you're really trying to win. You have a lot invested in a season. And Carson Wentz is someone who's additive, right? He's someone who could yes. be an asset when he's out there. And I'm only saying to the Rams, man, you put this guy in too good of a position in one game to go out there and get himself a new deal. I mean, he completed 70% of his passes, 163 yards, two touchdowns, and a 99.8 pass rating. Come on, Rams. I mean, don't go out there and basically <laughs> put like a billboard for him to go out there and get a job. But uh, it's going to be very interesting. But coming up, Travis, in our next segment, we got our 25 big takeaways from yesterday's Pro Bowl we're going to break that down. So we're going to get into it. No, I'm just playing. But coming up next, on, we're going to talk about a quarterback that you might not expect to see in Rams horns. But could the Rams trade for this former top pick? That's coming up next. You're Locked on Rams. All right. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It is one of the best days of the year, right? It's an all-day football day. It's kind of a little bit of a sad day because it's the last time we're going to have football for a while. So if you're anything like me, scoring Super Bowl Sunday is about the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and, of course, making sure that you get some super bets in there as well. I like to make sure I'm as close to the cooler as possible, so then just open, pop, keep the party going. But FanDuel, so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so, so, so much more. New customers, join today, and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. You heard me right. $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Here's how you do it. You go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Think of being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a special shout out to those everyday listeners out there. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you watching and listening to every single episode. And you're definitely going to check in and follow your Rams all offseason. It's going to be a fascinating offseason, tons of cap space, the draft picks. I mean, this is going to be an offseason to remember for your Los Angeles Rams. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you have those notifications on. And then you will not miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, we are going to talk about this quarterback position. Like we talked about in our last episode, we we're bringing up Zach Wilson. The Rams have the luxury of kind of swinging big, taking some big swings, taking some risks on some high upside guys because of how well Matthew Stafford has played and the fact yep. that it looks like he still has enough in the tank yep. to finish out that contract. So this is not some, oh, let's get rid of Matthew Stafford. This is because no. Matthew Stafford is good and we're confident that he's the quarterback. You can't possibly take these risks. So next name, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, of course, former top pick for the San Francisco 49ers. Things just did not go right for him in San Francisco. Ultimately, they traded with the Dallas Cowboys, Brock Purdy. He's a guy that's had a lot of success within in Shanahan's system. But Trey Lance still has a ton of talent. It would be a low-risk move. Maybe you could bring back Carson Wentz, use a sixth round to get a Trey Lance, and maybe put him in your system, and maybe he could flourish under Sean McVay. 
Well, I think this is interesting. So the everydayers heard us talk about Zach Wilson last week. I, I think that this is kind of the same, but with one major difference. The 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 interest for Wilson for me is he was a top pick. He, you know, he said what was he second overall? I think, and and there's talent there. You've seen some throws. You've seen some moments that make you go, okay, it's in there. But you've also seen enough football from Zach Wilson to say, okay, may, maybe that's not it. There's some rumblings about him not being a good teammate, which are, are some pretty significant red flags, in my opinion. With Lance, none of that is true. Like Of all of the top picks that we've seen in, in recent history, he's the only one who's really never played. Like You can't tell me he's good. You can't tell me he's bad. How would anybody know? He hasn't played, right? The circumstances when they drafted him, Jimmy G was still there. And then Brock Purdy has since. He gets hurt. Then all of a sudden, there's no opportunity for him to, the, the handful of times he did get to play, the weather would be bad. He never got into a, any sort of groove at all. I don't know. Trey Lance may be terrible. Trey Lance might be really good. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Now, much like Zach Wilson, I think you got to do a little bit of your due diligence. You got to do some of your research and find out if the Niners know something you don't. That if they just basically said, okay, and, and, and I'm purely speculating here, so make sure that there's no, I'm not saying this is true, but maybe he's not doing the work. Maybe he's not a good teammate. Maybe he's not a football guy. Like all of the things that are giant stayaways, if any of those are true, then you go look somewhere else. But if that's not true, I think he's a really interesting guy to take a flyer on because, again, the talent is there. The, the, you know, you don't draft a guy that high if there's no raw material there, and he's never really been given an opportunity to show whether or not he can play in this league. One hundred percent. That to me is what makes him the most intriguing of a possibility as far as a reclamation project. Not only has he only been in four NFL games as a starter, but only started 17 games at the college level. Yeah. So that talent is still there. I can't help but think of one of my favorite family guy moments when Peter's in there and they're at that sales meeting and he has the opportunity to take that boat that he wants or the mystery <laughs> box. And he tells Lois, he said, look, a boat's a boat, but a mystery box could be anything. He opens that mystery box and it's two tickets to a crappy comedy show, right? So maybe you're going to get those two tickets to the crappy comedy show, but who knows what it could be. Maybe it's a pro bowler. Maybe it's someone that has mobility and high upside. That could be a fun developmental project for Sean McVay. Now you also sit too under beneath, I mean, how look, we got to also you think about this, the value behind a Matthew Stafford too, right? The value of having him, even if you doesn't, even if he goes full Brett Favre, doesn't even make eye contact with you, right? Just <laughs> sitting behind him and just watching how he prepares and how he does things is going to be beneficial. Hey, Jordan Love learned some stuff from Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers was going out of his way to help him. And I think Matthew <laughs> yeah. Stafford's a very different sort of guy than Aaron Rodgers. In other words, he's normal, right? That he would probably go out and be willing to help along. And here's the other thing about Lance. You'd have to imagine he's incredibly easy to get, right? And unless the Cowboys are in love with him, which I don't know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But this isn't going to be where you have to dig into your bag for assets that if you want to make a half-hearted attempt to go get him, I think you probably could. Absolutely. So I'm honestly, we're going to dive into this on a deeper level on another episode we have with some of these future quarterbacks. We'll talk about this a lot. But age is also a factor, too. He's 23, yep. around the same age as Penix and Bo Nix. I mean, Caleb Williams for as talented as he is as prized of a prospect he is, he's 22 years old. So he's still right around that age. His age is upside his talent. The fact that he has got his opportunities. I'm not totally against the idea. I almost think I would rather go with Trey Lance than a Zach Wilson because of what you said a few moments ago. The fact that yeah, Zach Wilson has talent. But he's also had 
more than enough opportunities to prove that he can do it, and he just has it. With Trey Lance, I don't think he's fully gotten that opportunity, so I think that it's still up in the air. Now, before we end the show, though, I wanted to ask you, did you see that a fan at the Pro Bowl asked Puka Nakua to sign a Debo Samuel 49ers jersey? No, I missed that. That's, Puka, that's bad form. Puka signed it. Puka signed it, but it looked like he kind of looked awkward. He was look, looking a little guilty. How do we feel about players signing their rivals jerseys. I kind of like it almost like to me, it's like graffiti. You know what I mean? You're yeah, look, someone it, else's it, thing. Why not? Like write subs, write a message of some sort on there. Right. I know that they here locked on. We like to be PG rated. So I'm not going to get into too much of what you could write on there, but look, write a little message to, to Debo along the way. Like, you know, I, I don't know. See you in a few months or whatever. Or hope you drop a ball in the super bowl. I don't know what it could be in there, but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. I don't know why you get like, Randy Jackson's autograph on a samurai sword. I guess if you're there, you got to do it, right? Hey, you're not going to knock it. Randy Jackson's <laughs> autograph on a samurai sword. I'll tell you that much, right? Would have done the exact thing. <laughs> but you know, seriously, I would have. What I would have done, I would have forged it as Jaquaski Tart. You know what I mean? I would just, <laughs> wow, there you go. You know, and they just kind of made it feel bad. But no, it's really cool to see Puka out there. He had a great catch in uh, the skills competition. But yeah, I mean that that throw from Stroud yesterday. Ceedee Lamb killed it yeah. in that Pro Bowl. Okay, I didn't watch that thing. I mean, I watched for like twenty minutes. But that's gonna do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at dmac underscore la. You can follow the People's Champ, Mister Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams' house.